Canyonero. <laughs> Canyonero. Canyonero. That's yeah. Only... Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good one. Thanks, man. That was a good one. Welcome to Wednesday. Hey. 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 It's the middle of the week hey. again. It's the middle of the week. The day that follows Tuesday. G I W. Am I right, guys? On this Tawawa, we're joined by Daniel. Hi. And this is Shay again, who's been joining us all week. He was here on Monday. He'll be here on Friday. Hello, everybody in Radio Land. What was supposed to be a surprise? Oh, surprise. Twist, twist, twist. Supplies. Supplies. And I'm Shane. Not Gabby, not Paul. This is Shane. The one and only. Well, actually, there's, there's two a lot. Shaws. There's a lot, a lot of Shane. There's in two the world. Shaws. I have two cousins named Shane. Uh, actually, yeah. Are they remasters of you? No, one's a midget <laughs> master. Like he's, he's, he's a kid. He's a kid. Did you oh. say a midget master? Yeah, he's a kid. Are like, kids he's... midget masters? Is that what they are? Is that what you call them? Yeah, if they look like you. <laughs> I don't know. What if you didn't realize that your smallest cousin is actually you in the past? You know what? When I was a kid, I used to always think when I saw someone who looked like me, because there's a lot of people that look like me. When I saw someone who looked like me that was older, it was them, me in the future, coming back to watch me and make sure. How I was disappointed okay. would you be if, like, how disappointed do you think kid you would be if you went back to the past right now and were like, look, this is what I am now? I think my kid me would be like, who's that homeless guy following me around? And where's all his hair? Oh, wow. I, I would think, get that too, to be fair. Yeah, right? I think you're confusing my my child me with you. Shane from three years ago gets visited by Shane today. Hey, by the way, your hair's thinning. Yeah, three years ago is a remaster of me today. <laughs> God damn. Uh, it's just basically Looper, the movie Looper. Except oh. you're not waiting for yourself to... Sh- yeah, to, that, that yeah. movie pretty much defines how I feel right now. Segway, 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 segway. So we uh, we just saw the, well, no, I guess not just, but about a week ago, we saw the trailer for The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Still haven't seen it. Well, that's good for Some you. of us have seen the trailer for The Lion not King. Not that it matters, really, though, because... That's what I was going to say. Like, already, you spoil, you it's know like what saying, happens. I don't want to watch the trailer for Passion of the Christ, because I don't want it to spoil what happens to Jesus. It's, well, it's in well, the depend, Bible. But depending on what religion you talk to, you know, necessarily, they might... There's very I, mean, I, I, I commend you, Shane, for doing that because I can't. Do you commandment I... him? Do you, yeah, do you commandeth me? Which number of the commandment do Can you I com- leave the podcast? Do you command me? Is that possible? <laughs> Are you That's religious? Not I'm sorry. Made me very the window's behind you. There's a homeless guy out there who whistles songs, so be careful. Um, but, uh, like, I mean, uh, as you guys know, I'm part of this time with Shameless Plug. And. I, I have to really be up to date with all yeah. the movies. I did not understand what you just said. I'm a part of this time with Shameless Plug. I'm like, the Shameless Plug? Shameless Plug. Oh, I got it Shane, now. I just Shane I heard it as one word. Shameless Plug. It's when I don't wear my plug. This time with is something You're, that Shay works on yeah, with. Shay and Daniel. My and fellow Daniel. The Daw. social media for that is at the Slice Media. At <laughs> <laughs> the Slice Media. At this time with, <laughs> for all your movies. This time with the movies. Slice. We should hey, collaborate. this time with the slice. Hey, hey we should we should uh, get together sometime. Like we're getting together right now. Yeah, it's it's we like are. we're crossing the universes, crossing streams. Whoa, like Ghostbusters, which is also a movie <laughs> that helped define me. Oh my god! But yeah, we were talking. Daniel was just saying about Lion King. Go ahead, Daniel, take it away. Some of us have seen the trailer. If you haven't seen the trailer, watch the fucking trailer. It's, it's not so going to get good. spoiled for you. I saw an article the other day that said, um, if you watched the latest Lion King trailer, you may be wondering why it looks so familiar. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I guess it's the fucking Lion King. Yeah. Duh. It's literally shot by shot. <laughs> That's the fucking point. It's, Is it a shot by shot remake or there's, remaster? There's shot by a, shot? 
there the trailer has a lot of shots that are definite remakes yeah. by the like there there's it's just live action shots of what the anime. John Favreau in, in, in the Jungle Book added his own elements and turns into the into the OG, which I'm sure he'll do with this as well which he'll do because yeah. he, he wants to obviously stretch out that time I mean 93 minutes is great for an animated movie but when you're doing live action why not use up a couple extra minutes here or there yeah Jungle Book was really good. Sidebar. Very good. It was super good. I'm really excited for Lion King based off of the fact that I didn't <laughs> love the Jungle Book as a kid. The Jungle Book remake was amazing. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. Yeah. So I think I think we're in for something really... I think we're in for a treat with, with the Lion King. And yeah. I like Favreau a lot, so... I also think the Dumbo trailer actually doesn't look all that bad either. I haven't seen that excited. either. No? I'm just not huge Spoiler into Tim Burton, alert. though. That's my only thing. Like, Tim Burton to me... Yeah, like, don't like Tim. He, he's past his prime. Yeah, definitely past his prime, but... Um, I don't know. It, he I mean, did, he did make a movie though that really defines me. Can you tell us which one? Or we'll Nightmare Before later. Christmas. That he didn't direct though. That's that's a, yeah. Is that's that like at this a, time with fact? <laughs> <laughs> he he was I think one of the producers on this. Uh, on, yeah, it's, it's like how like Doctor Seuss is like the Grinch. Is he didn't Doctor Seuss didn't actually direct the Grinch. No, I feel like Tim Burton is pretty much synonymous with The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, well, he's definitely your opinion. He's definitely attached it a lot. Check, check it. Check it out. Check, 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 check it out. Yeah, Henry Selleck is the director for Nightmare Before Christmas, and he was one of the writers and creators of the story and the characters I l- as I w- uh, Tim Burton. I would love if, yeah. I would love if Shay looks up Dr. Seuss the Grinch, and he's like, Dr. Seuss actually did Dr. direct Seuss, the Grinch. Uh, also was not a doctor from what I just found. Yeah, out. I heard that, yeah. <laughs> did he have a doctorate degree? Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, I think he's like Dr. Phil. Oh. oh. Interesting. That's a, that's a very bold <laughs> claim. Do you know if Dr. Phil's not a doctor? Yeah, he's not an actual doctor. He's a... He's a, he's a chiropractor. He's a guy. He's <laughs> a chiropractor. It's like a dentist. Is a dentist a doctor? <laughs> Your dentist's name is Crentist? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, let's go back to Lion King. We watched the trailer, <laughs> <laughs> we, we trailer for Lion King. It's very exciting. We thought we'd talk about some of the movies that, you know, um, have have kind of shaped us, and we're excited to to watch. You know, uh, ironic that I Blade Runner starts in seven minutes from now, about twenty minutes from my house right now on IMAX, and I'm not going. You mean on on Sunday it. it did? Yeah, twenty, 20 minutes. minutes of past time on four three days ago because it's I, Wednesday. I, am I Gabby? <laughs> It's uh, like the Gabby it's Wednesday, man. He, I had arguments with Gabby last week about this, and now I'm just not. I'm just not the guy this week. Yeah. Guys, the secret is we actually record this on a Sunday. <gasps> I'm just going to bleep out that whole thing. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we were talking about movies that kind of, you know, that, that you know, excite us and, and, and were a part of our upbringing and mm-hmm. the things that we love now are, are heavily inspired by the things that, you know, we loved as kids and yeah. that we continue to do. It's an extension of what we talked about last week with kids' TV shows and stuff like that, like what we grew up watching. Um but yeah, I think I think the Lion King. I'm excited for it. I think John Favreau 100%. is uh, everything he's done so far, other than Cowboys and Aliens. I've I've loved for the most part. Right. Um, Chef is one of my favorite movies. So good. First Iron Man, second Iron Man, not as much, but like he's he's. I'd say he's done mostly quality films. Other ninety percent good. Ninety percent good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm hoping is that we get to to really get to experience something special with his fresh take on on the Lion King. Um, is, was it the, your favorite movie as a, as a kid? Oh, 100%. Yeah, the Lion King was Disney absolutely movie. one of my favorites. Like, the best part about Disney right now is they're on this remastering trend at the moment. Are they remakes or remasters? I, I guess they're, they're remakes, remakes if you think about it, right? Yeah. So all these animated films are pushing out into um, live action. And, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the Beauty and the Beast remake that came out. I still haven't I, seen it. 
I don't know. I it, it didn't it didn't do it for I me. I watched it. I wasn't big. I agree with you. Yeah, it was. I wasn't big on it, but I enjoyed the Cinderella one because it kind of surprised me. I mean, again, it's not something that I rushed out to watch. They remade Cinderella. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I didn't watch that one. Was it called Cinderella? Yeah, Kenneth Branagh directed it. Yeah, it was really. Come on, 2015, I want to say. Holy crap, okay. Um, but now they're doing Aladdin for next year, and they're doing The Lion King for next year. So, like, that's huge. You have two massive Disney animated movies from our childhood coming out now in live action. Mm-hmm. Can we just uh, take one second to acknowledge how much fucking money Disney's going to make next year? <laughs> I was watching the South Park sequel. episode of Jonas Brothers with the Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And it's just so funny you say that because literally that's all it's about. Like, they're just such a greedy company. <laughs> they're... I would... I, I love domestic love next Disney. year. Domestic next year, they're going to make $5 billion. Crazy. They own so much. It's insane. There's a Star Wars movie next year. Holy shit. Yeah. They have Kay. Avengers finishing off next year. Starting. Well, no. The last Avengers film. Daniel's I mean, eyeballs are popping out of yeah, his face. It's May. <laughs> it's May. No, same thing. They're ending Avengers is what I'm saying. Like they're, oh, they're, yeah. They're sorry. I thought you were saying off. that at the end of next year. No, yeah. no. They're, they're yeah. capping it off with like the Avengers. That's going to make a, a shit ton of money, obviously. Then you have Captain Marvel, their first female-led superhero film that's coming out and then you have obviously yes all these remakes and remasters like it's crazy let's just go through really quickly so we've got captain marvel yeah avengers untitled mm-hmm. lion king is Aladdin, spider-man next year too is it spider-man, Spider-Man next year yep, yep. okay there we and go. then you've got star wars star in wars. december and that's not even including that the fact that they're launching their Disney streaming service next year as well with all their TV shows and that John launched, Favreau is also doing. As and well. they're also launching like the Disney theme park or the the, the Marvel theme park is going to be at yeah. the Star Wars land and Marvel thing. Are gonna, oh, my God. Is that opening like next billion? year? Yeah. yeah. When? The fall, uh, they, they've broken it down to like, I think, three phases mm-hmm. from what I recall. And mm-hmm. every park has like a different launch date, but it's somewhere next year. Yeah. Mm. I, I think it's. Like, I mean, Disney has obviously had a big part in all of us growing up. That's not including Pixar movies. Toy Story 4 is coming out next year as well. So that's what I was going to get to as well, because that, to me, uh, Toy Story 1 is definitely one of those childhood films that defines me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Really brought me up. What, what, okay, so to dive a little deeper, what from Lion King or Toy Story or any other movies do you think you really took away, took away that helped define who you are today? I think when it came to um, The Lion King, it was really just growing up and it was about facing your fears like there was so much that Simba had to do to grow up he had to face his uncle he had to see his dad die spoiler alert but all these things that occurred you know like he literally had to become he had to earn the title of becoming king Mm. the lion king the lion king (laughs) he's my king yeah my cat's name is Simba so like yeah I was gonna I was gonna say that but I just (laughs) Everyone yeah. else's cat in the street. Yeah. Which really speaks to how much <laughs> Lion King really had a embedded... I don't think people understand that itself. cats aren't... Like, domestic house cats aren't lions. <laughs> well, Garrus isn't a space bird-like he creature. Is a, he is a space alien, that yeah. is for sure. <laughs> what about My dog's you? name is Garrus, yeah, FYI. So, yeah. so just Spoiler alert. Yeah. But what did you... Uh, what was the other movie that you said? Toy, Toy Story. Story. Did you take anything from Toy Story? Uh... You know what? Maybe I got to think about it a little more. But with Toy Story, I think it was also about how you should really treat everything that's in your life with the respect that it deserves. Mm. Like after watching Toy Story and seeing how Sid was with his toys and blowing them up and destroying them, you're like, yeah, they have no, they're, they're meaningless. They're just toys. But then I, you really have to pay attention and go like value the things that you own because mm. they can be a lot, worth a lot spiritually or mentally for you 
down the road as well. I think there's a really cool uh, uh, series, if you guys haven't checked it out, it's called The Toys That Made Us on, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. It's funny that you bring up Toy Story because it talks about, like some of, it talks about Star Wars. There's an episode about Lego. No, that's the first one I watched. Yeah, yeah and they're all, they're all very much kind of on the same topic is like, this is the way that we were brought up. Like, what? Why do toys have this resonance? This resonance, like in the back of our minds, even though we're adults, you still resonate with franchises because of the fact that you played with them as toys, as kids, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Toy Story is like the movie version of that. And I, I found like Toy Story three. I'm I'm first of all I'm sad that they're making a Toy Story four because Toy Story. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Yeah, I'd say nervous is probably the best word to use. And also, when they first announced that, I was like, why? Like, there's this huge emotional, huge emotional moment at the end of Toy Story 3. Like, to the point where you feel like you're able to hand off your childhood. All of you probably feel this. We're all born the same year. Toy Story came out right at that cusp, or right at the cusp of when we were also hitting adulthood. So, like, you start to say bye. Yeah. Well, Toy Story 3, I mean. Also Toy Story, Came out when we were moving into adulthood. So, like... That handoff of Andy to to the little girl at the end of Toy Story Bonnie, 3, yeah. yeah, it felt like kind of that, you know, it's cathartic in a way because mm-hmm. it's at a time in our lives where we were also moving on from being, you know, yeah. kids. And I Toy Story 4 is not going to have that for me because it doesn't have that that clear, like, it didn't come out at a time where it's going to have a very uh, significant impact on whoever i am at that point in time in 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 me growing up or whatever however you want to put it so that's why i'm nervous about it i just feel like the emotional (laughs) impact's not going to be there to answer your question shane about lion king and toys uh toy story lion king for me was just like the music in that movie is is pretty iconic i think it has one of the best um uh, soundtracks out of all of the disney movies Mm -hmm. uh also really funny like small fact i don't know if you guys knew this do you ever watch smart guy yeah uh, Marcus, so TJ's older brother, yeah. actually voices the singing version of, yeah, of Simba. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. shout out to uh, Jason Weaver, who also sang the hook on Chingy's One Call Away. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. So if you guys want to... Jason Weaver's done a little bit of everything at this point. He's, he's dabbled in it all. Shout out to Jason Weaver. Um, but yeah, so music was a big part of it for me. And then Toy Story was just... It looked cool. It was very colorful. Stood out to me as a yeah. kid. It was the first old. you know, computer-generated animated film we had seen at that time. And... It's one of those things where it's like, is this going to be a fad or is this going to be something that takes off and mm-hmm. it definitely took off? Yeah, for sure. I would say growing up for me, Cool Runnings was one of the mm-hmm. movies that helped define who I am. It, it helped introduce kind of like a, a John Candy in the family form and, you know, encouraged me to make sure that in the in the face of, you know, discrimination and everything else that could be going against you to always support who's around you and make sure that you always strive to succeed and win. And even if you don't finish correctly, like if you don't do a hundred percent, as long as you give it your all, that's all that you can ask for. And it still can bode well and get made into a Disney movie. <laughs> so, which is fantastic. And then, you know, Mighty Ducks two is another huge 100%, one. Not three, not three. No, the worst one. Um, number two was great for me. It, it helped introduce me to Emilio Estevez you know, Emilio. Emilio. But it also really taught me about, again, Iceland, the big bad country. And, <laughs> you know, Iceland's full of green and Greenland's full of ice and all these small things. And growing up, I used to think that it was amazing. And I think it helped inspire a lot of my love for hockey and, and watching the Leafs play and that type of thing is always searching for that. But when I was really growing up, two movies that really defined who I am, my personality, my sense of humor, all that type of stuff were... Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail mm-hmm. and The Big Lebowski for me Great are films. two major films that that 
really, really, when I look at, you know, even style-wise, Big Lebowski, when I look at the dude, I'm like, this guy's awesome. The way that he carries himself, I think, is is hilarious. His give-no-shits attitude, everything's okay, everything's going to come out fine. I, I tried to take as much of that as I could, and Monty Python Quest for the Holy Grail is so... It's like really intelligent comedy, which is also something that I strive for a lot of the time. So it was, it, it's a masterclass in that for me and, and one film that I really love. And if you haven't seen any of those four films, I would argue that Cool Runnings is the most underrated Disney movie that's out there. But I would recommend watching it. It, it definitely gets it gets missed a lot, Cool Runnings. And I'll be totally honest, I haven't seen it, but I I I really want to. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. I think it's a great movie that has a great message to it. It takes place in Canada, stars John Candy, talks about the Jamaican bobsled team. In itself, that sounds like something so farcical and, and that it couldn't exist, and it's uh, based on a true story. And, you know, it's about camaraderie and overcoming obstacles, and I think it's great. There's a great fight scene in there. Way to go, Daniel. Running <laughs> with the Jamaican bobsled team, fighting the Swedish, I think it's Swiss, Swiss? the Swiss bobsled team in uh, in a country bar doing line dancing. And it's it's an iconic scene for me. And there's a there's a pep talk that he does in the mirror, which is I still repeat to people all this day. So definitely re- watch the movie. I'll post the pep talk on the Instagram Ooh. at the slice T-O. T-O. Do you guys, um, do you have a movie that as a kid you didn't like, but as you've grown older, you like it's been something that you're like, man, how did I not? Maybe not. Sorry, I'm gonna take that second part back. Maybe not that. Why didn't I enjoy this as a kid? But like, it's as an adult, you appreciate something that you couldn't have appreciated when yeah. you were a kid. Hundred percent. And what is that movie? If that's the case? Shawshank Redemption for me. Okay. Yeah. It's it's heavy. I know, but yeah, yeah. that is deep. Like <laughs> I, didn't, I, I, I totally get why as a kid you didn't. As a kid, like... I was like, this is so boring. Why does everyone keep yeah. saying this is the best film ever? And then as a grown up, when I watched, it, I was like, wow, this is so good. Yeah. Yeah, a Titanic for me. Yeah, we have a great Shay, uh, Shay showed me Titanic for the first time. Like, was it three years ago, four years ago? Oh, dude, you'd never like watched Titanic before then. Yeah. No, I never watched Six Titanic. Years ago, maybe, yeah, yeah, I could not give a crap to watch the Titanic. When I was heard it was on multiple VHS tapes, I'm like, why even bother? <laughs> it's not, it's not worth it. And then I watched it with Shay, and I thought it was, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. It deserves all the acclaim that it got. What about you? Uh, you guys know my favorite movie is Blade Runner. As a kid, heard like it that. freaked me out. That scene where, uh, where. Uh, they pop his eyes out. Oh yeah, freaked me out. Didn't realize it until I was older that that scene was from Blade Runner, and now it's my favorite film ever. But I remember like watching that scene in my living room in my apartment when I was like maybe five or six years old, and it like accidentally while my parents were watching it, and it freaked me out. Like, yeah. But now it's I mean it's a movie that I they watch all the time, and that scene still and it's terrifying. It takes you back. Yeah, it takes me back, but not in a good way. <laughs> uh, it's haunting, really. Um, and then other movies, like I just, uh, you know, Alien, we just saw a couple weekends ago on, on Sunday, we went to the Cinesphere to watch it and it was, you know, another one of those movies as a kid, no interest. I was afraid of aliens as a kid. We talked about this on one of the previous podcasts, but now that I'm older, I'm like, man, this is, this is awesome. Like, this is something that I, it made me scared of aliens when I was younger. And now like, it's the reason that I love horror sci-fi and why it's one of my favorite genres. So, um, it's weird. It's weird how you kind of see that just develop over the course of your childhood and as you become an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Other I think than... it's, I think it's so interesting that movies can play such a pivotal role in developing who you are and, 
how you talk and how you perceive interactions a lot of the time is based off scripts or ideas or memoirs or you know a, a, f a fake world that someone's created and you see something there and you just fall in love with it and and you want to live it every day it's so amazing to me that these other universes and worlds they exist within film and you can step into them and step out of them at will but sometimes when you step into it every time you step back out you take something with you and that consistent back and forth really helps build the, the foundations of who you become, especially when you're a kid rewatching movies. I'm sure we can all attest to wearing out VHSs from Disney movies growing yeah. up and that sort of thing. So it's, it's really, I think it film doesn't get enough. I mean, it gets a ton of credit and a ton of claim. <laughs> I shouldn't say it doesn't it does, get enough because that's yeah. complete bullshit, but it's just really interesting when you think about it and you take a second and really, really dive into it. And you think about some of the things that you say day to day and you're like, you know, that's from a movie. Yeah. That's from a movie I watched 40 years ago. That's from... But you hang on to it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you reminisce about it. It's, it's insane. I think what's cool, too, about um, every industry influences another industry, but I'm we've talked about the glow in the dark tour on the podcast before, heavily influenced by 2001 A Space Odyssey and Star Wars. One of my favorite concert moments is very much inspired by uh movies or film and stuff that you know again i loved as a kid or i loved as i was getting into my into my teenage years but it also goes across uh you know across different uh mediums of of, of art right so i think another example of that is you know akira is something that has inspired like generations of people that the whole idea of like just being like, remade as well like neo tokyo yeah and stuff like that yeah it is absolutely being remade which i don't know how i feel about either um but they the stronger video by Kanye West is basically mm. just a riff on Akira. Um, you have elements of that in Ready Player One as well. You have that in Ready Player One as well. Yeah, it, it, it's just so, it's such a weird film. It's obscure and it's strange and it's oddly like it's out there if you're a kid and you don't really understand Japanese culture. But then I watch it now and I'm like, man, this is like there's so many small things that I've thought were cool throughout my life, and I'm pretty sure they were inspired by this moment of this film. Um, and it's, it's, it's just awesome to know that it came from kind of one, one big piece a long time ago that I would never have thought all of these cool things came from this one place. Yeah. Like one of the reasons why I wanted to get into film so much was, uh, the movie seven. Like after I, yeah. I finished that movie, I, I was so blown away and so shocked that I was like, someone can make you feel this way. Cool. I wanted to do the exact same thing in the same medium as well. Yeah. So that's kind of like like that movie changed me. And then you have movies that came out after, like I know for Daniel, the other, my my da, for him it was uh, the Dark Knight that really made him go cool. Like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So it's these it's these movies that really shape and define you, that make you say cool. This is what I want to do. Like this is what I want to be. That's cool. I'd be interested if filmmakers that. Like any filmmaker, like what movie yeah. was it that what put you? That yeah, what was it that made you think like I, I want to do this? And it'd be funny to see if it was any if, if it any was obscure a, movies. Yeah, if it was something that just terrible that they were like, man, like I could make something better <laughs> was, than that. I and love Flubber, so uh, yeah. Flubber's oh, what God. got me. Flubber's into, a great movie. It's a though. great film. It's a sad movie though. Yeah, but I feel like that's great. That's what I love about Criterion Collection is they do directors and stuff like that where they say pick your top ten movies in the Criterion collection that helped define your style and, and there's some really great insights and in ones yeah. in there and you find a lot of across all directors a lot of the same choices a lot of the time mm -hmm. in their top 10 so yeah cool all right well thanks for joining us that was the uh, the wednesday special 
Um, check us out on all social media. And at the slice TO. TO. And Che. Oh, at- yeah. Uh, you guys can check us out at uh, This Time With, uh, Daniel and Shabazz. But our uh, social media platform is just This Time With. Yeah. And you know what, guys? It's, it's been, been a, a slice. slice. Hey. Yeah.